smell me. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of People of Glasgow. I'm your host in Grimlock, Raymond Williams, and in this episode I talk to Ali McKinnon and Simon Thompson of CrossFit East Kilbride. For show notes for this episode, please visit peopleofglasgow.co.uk forward slash 5. That's the number 5. Know the word. To follow the show or to suggest a guest, please visit peopleofglasgow.co.uk or twitter.com forward slash peopleglasgow. Peopleglasgow, there's no all of in there. And that's that. On to the episode. Basically, it's a computer game, but it's still an actual horse. Anyway, so welcome to the show. I'm going to make things maybe a little bit awkward for you to begin with. So, for the listeners, if you can define CrossFit without using the standard definition. <laughs> um, we just researched what the standard definition was, <laughs> so it sounded like we knew what we were talking about. Um, it's basically just easy movements that are performed at high intensity once you get to that level. So it's it's like glorified circuit training is the one that's commonly used. I'd say as well, it's kind of, um, we do all types of fitness um, and like we're just, the, the goal is to be good at as much types of fitness as possible, um, to be a master of none, but to be able to do all relatively well. Generalist. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, so I'd say that's pretty much what we, uh, we would call CrossFit, being able to do most things and most challenges um, that are put in front of us, uh, you know, to a good ability. Simon, I'll give you this one. How did you get into CrossFit? It was actually through Ali who uh, said, oh, I've got this uh, new fitness thing that's like just came out. And that, not that it just came out, but probably just over to the UK because it was started in, in the States. Uh, and he was like, right, cool, we'll, we'll try this workout. And um, tried it, kind of was a bit burst after it. And ever <laughs> since then, um, kind of, that's, that's how the way I've trained. And that's probably been about seven or eight years ago. Um, so that's how I started. It's kind of something sadistic about that a little bit. You hear stories of people that get into CrossFit and it's, yeah, I tried it and it like killed me. I was like, this is great, I get doing it. It tends to be the way to get people hooked. Not, maybe not the best sales pitch, but it's, it's I think that's uh, what, our, what our members like. It doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Exactly. <laughs> and you, Ali, how did you get in? Um, just, I was just through, I'd been working in gyms and stuff for a couple of years and just, you know, as trends come around, uh, kind of caught hold of it watched the movie 300 um, the bit of a uh, battle with my sexuality over it and then I thought these guys are in pretty good shape how did they do that so uh, I went and found out their training regime which wasn't actually CrossFit but led me on to CrossFit um, and then since then I kind of just thought it was really really fun you know got to throw weights about got to run and swim and did everything else so I thought yeah this is the one for me and that's kind of how it got started so Probably from the movie 300s, really. <laughs> and then it grew from there. Yeah, a big step from there, from to opening your own gym. So <laughs> at what point did you decide to do that? Um, so that story goes, like I had been working in, a, working in a gym for a while and basically it went away travelling. I uh, worked on a cruise ship for a year and my whole plan was to save some money and come back and open a CrossFit gym from that because I've been doing CrossFit training for a couple of years then, really enjoyed it, been going to a CrossFit gym and thought, yeah, I could do this. This would be a good setup. Um, came back, 
had a night out with Simon. Um, hadn't seen him in a year, so we were pretty happy to see each other. Had a few drinks. Uh, told him my plans. Simon thought, yeah, that sounds great. Let's have a bit of that. So um, and that kind of then blossomed the idea, and uh, and then so on. A business plan and everything else came from there. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty quickly from there. Yeah. Right within a month, because uh, I was living in London at the time. Uh, within a month, I'd agreed to move back up here. Yeah, so it all moved pretty quickly. It's the booze to blame, really. No choice. <laughs> yeah. I think I was studying for an exam at the point at uh, that time, so uh, studying didn't go too well. Uh, since I did complete the exam and. Uh, here, here we are today. I didn't know that. I feel a bit guilty. Here's <laughs> a great quote, was it? Um, the time in the morning where all ideas are great and all women are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. So how long has this gym been open then? Four years uh, in June, so just over four years now. Yeah. So it's, it took us about a year in the making to get it opened. And then, yeah, we've been, the doors have been open to my hours for four years now. And is it what you expected? Yeah, I think... Um, Probably more than what I expected. I think there was a mad rush to get the place open. And, you know, most CrossFit gyms look the same. They have the same elements to them. Um, so for us, it was like getting the unit, turning it around, getting it open. And I just remember sitting the night before, I think we finished about like one in the morning before we were due to open, and uh, actually going, how do we run this thing? What happens <laughs> now? <laughs> like, <laughs> so not the easy part and just get all the kit, get find the place, etc., etc. Okay, how do we how do we actually run a gym? Um, so we we found our feet and stuff, and it's uh, yeah after kind of after opening, you know, first couple of months under your belt, it was and since seeing it growing from day one to now, it's probably been more than what I expected. Um, then when we first opened, I think we would have been happy with, you know you know 50 members or something but now we're looking at miles beyond that and you know everything the sky's the limit now so crossfit's just grown and it's it's we're we've grown with it so it's been great that way so for people that won't know what inside the crossfit gym looks like how would you describe it versus a traditional gym right okay um so basically think of a more of a warehouse feel to it some are better than others um and you're always get, basically you're going to find a lot of space, a lot of empty space. Uh, you're always going to find a big steel rig, which is where you do your pull-ups and stuff. Uh, it looks like a big adult climbing frame. And um, you're going to see kind of raw equipment, barbells, kettlebells. There's not going to be any fancy treadmills. There's not going to be, um, you know, there's not going to be lots of nice machines and stuff like that. It's going to be pretty much plates, bars, kettlebells, dumbbells back to basics boxes and things yeah back to basics sums it up perfectly if we're going to run we're going to run outside rather than on a machine and just going at the same place um and when you said it's kind of like a warehouse it is a warehouse <laughs> <laughs> tin roof uh old concrete walls that's that's kind of how it works no mirrors that's a big one that's one we always get asked but it's never i never noticed that actually. i think there's like there's two mirrors in the changing room that's about it yeah have enough experience of CrossFit gyms, but you don't have a dog. Oh, we, yeah, that, I feel like you're breaking some. We do have a dog. You do have a dog. She's I jumped a gun there, didn't I? She's not, she's not here just now. If you, this is actually clean, but if you can see there's a lot of dog hairs on the floor, but we try, That's a good sign, I guess, we try and keep her up here. We have There is a big American bulldog uh, called Sally, if you can work out where that name came from. Work out where it's called Sally. This is a workout called Sally? No. no. This is only, oh. We'll leave that with you and we'll tell you then. 
to be uh, a wee mystery for the, <laughs> for the listeners. It's normally a mystery for our members for the first like, few months. They keep wondering who the Sally is and not just the dog. Mm. Get to work on that one. So what's the deal with the dogs in CrossFit gyms? Is this coincidence you've got one? It feels like it's a rule. I, I spoke to someone in CrossFit gym. Blah, blah, blah. Do they have a dog? And I was like, oh, they do have a dog. How did you know? Because they have dogs. It's <laughs> the thing. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I think, do you know what it is? For me, it's it's technically my dog. <laughs> Although it is the gym dog. Unless it needs looked after. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, I think it's because, I don't know, CrossFit people tend to like dogs. And then you can have them. Like for me, it's practical. You can have the dog at work and out of the way, and it's it's a lot easier to look That's after. That's a point. Yeah, because you take it with you to work, whereas a lot of people don't. That would be the boring reason. Especially when it's a pup, like you've got yeah. the time to, to look after it. Yeah, when I go to the mail, I'm office at all. No, yeah, <laughs> see you're gonna. Especially my one's about forty kilos, so if you brought that in, you'd probably. It, it's quite a big dog to bring into the <laughs> office. To be fair, it's, it's to be Simon says that as well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> And so now that it's been four years in here, have you noticed um, more awareness in Glasgow of fitness and health? Because I know it doesn't quite fit the stereotype Glasgow, but it's not great at times either. So I would say the, the interest in this style of training has definitely taken off within the past couple of years. When we opened our doors, I think there was maybe like between five and ten CrossFit gyms in Scotland. And now I think there's five alone in Glasgow. Um, we used to know every single owner, um, and now it, I couldn't tell you where half the boxes are. Um, and with regards to this style of training, I think because it is back to basics, and it's more like group based. People are getting, uh, they're starting to like that because they've got that responsibility with the people that they train with. Because if they don't turn up to the session, their friends are like, "Oh, where were you?" And it's kind of that guilt factor into it, and that enjoyment fact that you're working out with other people, so you're effectively suffering if you want to call it that way with your friends so it doesn't feel so bad it becomes more of like a um a social activity rather than oh i need to go to the gym and get it done sometimes it feels like that sometimes it's like oh i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna work out i'm also gonna have a good time with my with my friends and what would you say are the benefits of crossfit versus anything else i guess uh yeah probably kind of what i was i think the big benefit we see is people are coached a lot and um, you know, there's always an instructor there's always sorry there's always a coach on in the class so it's always led and you know monitored and structured by professional coaches um, which is huge because people get taught a lot of the right technique so that's a big big part um, and the training as well it's, it's good it's good training it's good hard training some people might disagree with that but we've seen a lot of people get great results from it um and you know done right it's very effective um so that on top of as what i was saying like the social aspect of it we've seen crazy amounts of you know friendships blossom from here relationships blossom and just people becoming really good pals um over the four years you know what i mean we've had people move kind of their location closer to the gyms and stuff so like it becomes a really uh just a solid place to, for people to kind of get to know each other and network with each other and kind of have a good time. Um, I think that's probably, you know, the backbone of it really, the whole community aspect, if you will, um, is the big, big difference as well as the physical. You know, people get to they have a good workout, they get a good sweat on, they do stuff they've not done before, they achieve things they didn't think they could, they feel better about themselves and that's pretty much the goal and uh, 
of working out and exercising and yeah it's it, it's just a little bit easier than going to the gym yourself slugging it out not quite sure how to do the technique or being stuck in the same treadmill being doing the same spin class for four years do you know what i mean like these are all just kind of people get stuck in these cycles so this kind of breaks those cycles a little bit so how many people involved in the running and instruction of the gym while then so now after four years so the first like two years it was literally just the both of us with a couple of helping hands um but now we there are we have seven coaches so most we're only full-time we've got a couple of part-time guys um well three part-time and then we've got a few people that do like the odd class here and there like specialty classes like the one you just did there we had like a stretch class before We've got um, some Pilates and yoga instructors as well. Um, but it's, it's say, yeah, about seven. Seven. Um, not including the other members that help us out on other random day-to-day things, whether that's like... Um, special guests. Yeah, special <laughs> guests that help with like social events, whether it's a golf day or the Christmas night, etc. So there's, there's a lot of people that are helping. Because you mentioned it, so that was the stretching class that was on when I got here. Because I went to walk in and I could hear like the relaxing music playing and people lying down. I was like, Give it five minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I walk through the middle of it. It's, it's maybe not what you expected when you walked up to the CrossFit gym, but yeah, it's just a kind of yoga class and stuff that we run. So um, it's a part of it. People need to stretch, they need to be mobile, uh, especially in CrossFit. So we just we put this class on uh, just once a week at the moment to try and encourage them to come and learn this stuff. Um, but yeah. It's a nice, a nice, easy Thursday night. A section here that I've just decided to call Jargon Watch. Jargon Watch. Because <laughs> uh, I like just my way through conversations. Kid not understand stuff. So uh, a few term, CrossFit terms here. Uh, Simon, if I can give you the first one, if you can explain WOD to the listeners. So WOD, that's probably the easiest one, is workout of the day. So every day we have classes run starting from 6am till the last class is half seven at night and every class that's on during that time does the same workout of the day effectively yeah and ali metcon <laughs> anybody use metcon <laughs> yeah no they do yeah uh, short for metabolic conditioning so that would be uh, so basically like a kind of almost like a high intensity training session you know a metcon would probably be ranges of sort of three to twelve minutes something like that um yeah and that's it's just kind of a it's kind of a broad word isn't it for yeah. like almost for it's more of a sweaty workout yeah more of a sweaty workout sure. stuff. yeah so if someone says a metcon it's like a metabolic conditioning workout where you're looking to get your kind of you know a sweat on get your heart rate up and be moving most of that workout. I'll just throw one more in then. AMRAP. 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 It can, it's, it can range, but it basically is based, uh, as many rounds or reps as possible. So if the workout of the day was an AMRAP, say it was like 12 minutes, um, you'd be moving for those ten, 12 minutes and say you had to do 10 reps or something, then 10 reps of another thing. You would keep going through that rep count until the 10 cap was up. So it's also a style of shoot. He really knows CrossFit stuff. He's like, no, I thought it was up. Uh, Type of Nike shoot. Yeah, yeah, I think it. So, with that covered, if someone 
say, sat in on tomorrow's board. I suppose it's a bit hard to see an average when your workouts are so varied, yeah. but what would they expect to see? What would the components be of tomorrow's word? So that's the that's the beauty of CrossFit and why it keeps it interesting because it is completely constantly that's in the, the definition of CrossFit. It's constantly functional movements performed at high intensity and it's that constantly varied that keeps it interesting. So today we were hip back squatting heavy, we're doing some accessory work. And then tomorrow it could be something like you're you're running and then coming in doing some burpees, maybe doing some gymnastics, and then the next day you could be um, doing some Olympic lifting. So it's it's hard to say what they expect, but they can always expect a a, a good workout. Um, and it it can range from as I said anything from lifting heavy to, to sweating or both. It's quite a hard one to, to define. So it's always coach led. So the coach would take the class into the whiteboard, go through what the was at the day is for that day, um, and then they'd go through a warm-up that will be specifically for the movements involved in the main workout, um, making sure everything's right and warm for the workout, and we'd go perform the workout, and then if there is time, we'd do a cool-down at the end with some, with some stretching. Uh, for the listeners as well, if they want to check out your wads, they're on your website. So who who's normally responsible for putting the ones on the site you just sort of something shared between you or is it shared between uh, all the coaches we so what we'll always load that up because we kind of share messages to the website as well as a way to reach out to all our members um, the ones who don't have social media we've got a broad age range so need to consider them as well uh, the programming we would call it so you know just the the wads if you will we either split them between the coaches so we have another guy who's kind of doing a lot at the moment so he's taking over the programming for the next couple of months so uh, just under our watchful eyes um, or myself or Simon will do that and we'll kind of post it up with everything that goes along so kind of plan that out in advance and then uh, you know post it up week by week so we do a Monday to Sunday schedule so people can kind of see what's coming and uh, plan their weeks ahead uh, but yeah it would be down to me or Simon or another guy that's doing it at the moment as well so that tends to be who it falls on Okay, uh, I'll give you this one, Simon. So, with so many different exercises in CrossFit, if someone's starting out and getting no experience with any of these things, how does that work out? Do the beginners say yeah. it, or they just when they turn up to get coached exactly. through it? So, if, if no one, if they haven't um, taken part in CrossFit before, even if they have done some sort of fitness training, if it's not been CrossFit specific, we put them into our induction course. So, that's two sessions with a coach in a small, smaller group class than the main workout, so the test being no more than four, and a coach takes them through the, the basic movements that we expect them to know when they rock up into the, the main classes. So that tends to be like your squat, pressing, deadlifting, like very basic stuff, and, and it's just so they can kind of see what's going on because we teach that whilst the class is going on because it can be quite nerve-wracking. Especially if you watch the YouTube videos and you see these like monster guys, like even bigger girls, and it looks quite scary. You can kind of see how a class is run in the background, whilst they're coming in and knowing how to move, and it kind of eases them into into the process, and it makes it an easier job for the coach. Um, in the classes that everyone has an idea of what's going in, rather than just Joe Bloggs turning up for a workout on that day and being like, I don't know how to squat or what's what's a thruster sort of thing. I just popped into my head kettlebell swings how high does the kettlebell go is it going overhead is it going <laughs> chest out how high do you go 
Uh, we uh, there's two variations that we use. We tend to use the it's called a Russian kettlebell swing so that's up to eye level, um, and then sometimes we go fully overhead, um, which is called an American swing. We tend to stick to eye level purely for the fact overhead requires a lot more shoulder mobility that Joe Blog tends to not have, so it's it kind of it's safer. It's a bit safer, yeah. Plus, the kettlebell swing is really like a hamstring glute exercise and a bit of your your abs as well so you know you generate that power from your hips so it kind of goes as high as it goes which is normally about the shoulder height so to take it above shoulder you start to kind of bring into your break to take it above overhead so you bring in your shoulders more so it kind of it's a bit of a you know it's kind of americanism to get a bit of swing if you will but it's uh you know both are fine if, if done well so I've got two words that people who don't do CrossFit often associate with CrossFit. You can feel free to have a guess at them if you want. Uh, I was going to say injuries. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's the first one, that's yeah. The first one. Injuries, it's going to be Technique. something like cleat or... Oh, so cult. close. It's cold. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, we, we run an injury cult. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <A> tagline. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's quite good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so the other one he wants to address number one there for the haters. Uh, injury. Why? Yeah, what would you say to anyone who says that doing crossfit sets you up for injuries? Uh, Feel free to swear if you want. I'll go. I'll go for the injury one. You can do cool. So when it comes to, to injuries, how how to how crossfit gyms are set up is you basically become affiliated. So every crossfit gym is is different. Unlike McDonald's. If you go to McDonald's, you're going to get the exact same burger. Whereas if you go to a CrossFit gym, it's completely different to the CrossFit gym, like five miles down the road. So sometimes the coaching might not be to the same level as all other gyms. Um, and just like any sport, like we do classes as a sport. If you play football, you get injured. If you uh, play rugby, you get injured. It's going to happen. You are training and you're trying to push your body. We're not doing like a simple like airy fairy movements. It is we are lifting heavy, we are performing at high intensity. Sometimes you do get injured, but we do our best to, to prevent that. Hence the coach is always in hand to make sure you're you're moving safely efficiently. But um and this is where it comes to like we, we try and encourage the stretching, etc. But that kind of gets missed because it's kind of the boring part you'd say. Um or the thing that doesn't want to get done and it because of that, that kind of yeah, helps, not helps the injuries, but makes them, some people become more injury yeah. prone, especially if you sit at a desk all day and then you, you come to a class that you're expected to like basketball heavy or do, do some gymnastics, etc. and your body's just been sitting in this position the whole time. Um, you can see where the, where the injuries come from. Yeah, I think put in perspective, though, like we, are, we run a gym, we've got over like 230, 40 members. You know, we run eight classes a day. We're not dealing with injured people in every one of those classes, or some. Or you know, you know what I mean. It's like there's maybe one person will come in, or two will come in throughout the day and be like, "Oh, look, my shoulder's a bit sore." Um, you know, it's not like we're sitting there trying to bandage people up, and you know, <laughs> people are doing back squats. I think, I, back in there. yeah, it's <laughs> like I think it's just blown out of proportion. And uh, I worked in gyms like my whole life before I started the CrossFit gym, and 
the amount of inductions I would do and take people through things and all they would say is, oh, I've got this injury, I've got that injury. Like, it's it's just a way for people, I think, to beat on it without really knowing what they're talking about. Um, and, you know, if you go to a normal, normal commercial gym, you've got people who have got a lot of injuries and stuff. Um, the only thing with CrossFit gym, we perform a lot more technical movements um, and we just try and keep, a, we keep people to their ability as best we can. Um, sometimes people maybe go a bit too far uh, and injuries do happen, but they're, it's on a very low scale compared to the amount of people doing CrossFit. So, yeah. See, it's like accountability kind of goes out the window with people like criticise CrossFit. You know, someone goes to a gym, does something stupid, hurt themselves, it's their own fault. Yeah. Someone gets injured at CrossFit gym, it's CrossFit's fault. I mean, it's, it's a weird way of people to think yeah, about things. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. if someone does something daft and hurts themselves, if so someone hit a dunk of basketball and they try it and they fall and hurt themselves, yeah, it's their yeah, fault. But yeah. I guess the CrossFit, some reason CrossFit it's, is getting the blame. It's CrossFit as a whole that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, no, I think the problem is it's just like, it's just, it. I think back in the early days as well, there was a lot of videos going around. People didn't know what CrossFit was. Um, technique wasn't great in the early days, like 10 years ago, where you had people try to do snatches and stuff and it didn't look good and those videos hit the internet and people went to town on it. Um, now you have crossfitters competing it. We've got a girl who just competed at the British Championship and won a silver medal last weekend in weightlifting, so the most technical move she'd got. Um, she was a crossfitter. So that, like, it just shows you how far it's came. So, you know, it's kind of a bit of a, an old hat now. It's not really, I wouldn't say that relevant, you know. Um, how many runners do you know that are injured? All of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. what it's like. You can't you can't just kind of brand a whole genre of fitness, personally. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So number two, then the cult, the cult that you're a part of. Yeah, it's hard to defend that one. Let's be honest. <laughs> Gotta buy the shoes, man. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? I think uh, it's it's not a cult. It's a cult. No, it's not a cult. It's um. It's just the way people like people get into it, and they just they just enjoy it. I think, um, and they do enjoy it that much that they, they want to tell other people. And, and it's a, it's such a hard topic because there's you do get people that, way through that yeah you do get people are maybe a little bit more obsessed than they should be. Like we obviously we own a CrossFit gym. When we go outside of the gym, we try and not talk about CrossFit gyms. Or like anything about CrossFit, it always relates to CrossFit. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think most of our friends have tried it, and they'll, they'll be like, "Oh, I don't even know how." To do it. Yeah, let's try again. Yeah, it's not a cult, right? It's not cult. It's not denied. So I would say uh, it's definitely not a cult, but I think people just, re- it, I think it fills a void for people in their lives um, in a good way. Uh, I think as well, just like in modern society, you know, we can go through day to day without really doing interacting or doing much. Um, and you know, you can sit all desk your desk all day looking at a computer screen. You can sit on your phone. You get home, watch telly. So people come to CrossFit and they they go to a place where lots of people are talking. Um, you're encouraged to you know interact with each other. You partner up with each other. You do this horrible workout with this person. They get that, you get that, and you kind of become friends with them. And maybe it's an hour of the day where you're not on your phone, you're fully engaged in something. And I think that for people, you know, they just get a really good kick out of it. Um, and 
as I said, it possibly fills a void for some people and they want to tell other people about it. And yeah, you've got all the branding, but you've got all the shoes, you've got all that. Um, that just part of the course with something people love. You know, if you support a football team, you're going to buy the football top. Um, but you're not going to say you're part of a football cult. Some people might. But like, <laughs> um, if, you're, if you're really into football. <laughs> but if you're like, you know, it's the same across. But I think people just enjoy it. Um, by no means are we out there. Are we out there saying that we've got to go and preach the good word of CrossFit? But um, you know, folk want to post and show people how good they are at something. It's just kind of natural human. Just imagine I'm like an evangelist now, like a CrossFit evangelist. <laughs> I think it's, it could be the next step. Uh, you sum up pretty well. I think also with social media becoming so big now, it's people are chuffed when they hit like a PB, whether they get like a. Um, a one out max back squat or snatch like they, they do want to show off so again people might just see all the posts and another thing about CrossFit but for that person they're like I, I do want to show off I want to show what I've been up to and it tends to be tends to be CrossFit yeah showing what they have been doing day in day out for the past like six months and this is what they've achieved if you think that's a cult so then, be it. yeah <laughs> fair enough that's all that works for me. Definitely a cult. <laughs> 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 so I guess on a slightly more kind of practical aspects here. So roughly, how many hours are you spending in the gym now, as opposed to when it opened? <laughs> um, first year it was like every hour of the week, but I think that's that's just any business. Like if you want to make something work, you've got to work hard at it. Um, so we would be in from most days from 6 a.m. till 10 o'clock when we first opened. Uh, apart from weekends, it was a wee bit earlier. It's like 7 o'clock. Uh, but now we we probably get more stick from our members for not working enough now <laughs> or doing as much classes. But we're trying to bring on younger guys, coaches and stuff and experience. Um, so I'd say hours-wise now, like... The, yeah, the first year we were doing, like... 50, 60 hours. Now it's it, we do less coaching time, but we there's a lot more going on in, in the behind the scenes which folk don't realize. If we're not on the gym floor, they think we're doing absolutely nothing, which maybe sometimes is the case. But normally we're we're looking uh, to the future, which is, is generally what has been happening. Um, so now we we split the coaching. We we're trying to get, as Ali said, new coaches in, so we can think about branching out so it's not just us doing it if we were just coaching all the time then nothing would change in the business we could offer new things to to members um i think it's interesting that because it has kind of changed not just the hours of work but what the hours entail so i think as i was saying like earlier growing with the business like day one it was like coach 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 on the gym floor like just co- money, yeah just trying to get people in the door and just trying to make sure that people were doing everything right now it's become you know more of a business and we've had to run it like more of a business we've got more people so we find ourselves doing things size was trained in finance and stuff and business so that's been quite helpful but we you know we're doing a lot more things that we probably don't necessarily always want to be doing but they need done to make the business go forward and rather than being on the gym floor but you know that's just the way it's it's developed they just messes on the gym floor (laughs) 
said no one. <laughs> Simon, what was it you were doing before you started this again? Sorry. Uh, so I did, studied finance at uni, and then I worked down in, in London for a couple of years in investment banking. Um, and this all came about during that time when I was meant to be studying. I kind of wasn't happy sitting behind a desk and wanted to change the scenery. So and here we are. I get strangely intrigued by like people who, when fitness becomes your job, you can end up being the least healthy, like the least healthy person in your gym because you spend so much time working in the business. He's managing to keep up like your fitness just now, and could you when you started out? <laughs> That's quite an interesting point. So I'd say when we first started, we couldn't just because we were we were so tired from taking classes um, and just constantly being in the gym, and then. Once we got a few more coaches on, we had a bit more downtime. We actually did focus on our training for our own personal goals, um, which might have been a little bit selfish from the business point of view, but it's something we both wanted to do. And uh, we, we took our team to to uh, basically the second stage of the, the CrossFit Games. There's only two teams in the UK that, that made that stage. And, uh, so at that point, we were, we were pretty, I'd say we're okay fitness-wise. It's maybe, well, for me, it has slacked off. For, for Ali, not so much. It comes it, it comes and goes. It just depends what's going on in the business, really. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Like There was a stage where if day one, we couldn't do it, as I said, and then we took a bit of a back step. We, didn't, we couldn't grow the business and stay as fit as we wanted. Um, basically, we did the regionals thing, and the business didn't go anywhere. It didn't get any worse. We didn't get any better, so we kind of had to address that. Um, so on the long term it's very hard to be crossfit really fit but we can still keep ourselves in decent nick like we still train you know pretty much every day but not maybe just an hour just get it done and uh, crack on or do the workout with the guys and just not you know uh, not when we're coaching but just do the workout with the guys uh, or the workout they're doing Um, just because it's important I think personally like I uh, have a bed bug like a bed bug and I hate it like when I see PTs who aren't in shape um, you know anyone who is in fitness and doesn't take care of their health I feel like you've got a bit of cheek and uh, that might upset a few people but you know it's, it's what I believe and I think you can't guide people if you haven't done it yourself uh, or know how to do it do it you know how to do it on paper and do a textbook but it's different you know emotionally and actually living the life um so yeah I think you have a responsibility just as a health professional to actually take care of your body and take care of your health and um, you can still enjoy yourself but you still need to be relatively fit and healthy. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was, I was getting to CrossFit Games questions anyway. Is that year on year you're planning and having someone in the CrossFit Games, a team in the Games? And if, after that, if you can explain how that works for any yeah. listeners. So I'll explain how it works first. So, like, you do uh, the CrossFit Open, which is around the end of February, March time. That's five weeks. Uh, CrossFit HQ in the States, they release the workout. And it needs to be judged by uh, a judge, someone like ourselves, like the owners or coaches who have done the courses and the judging courses. Um, and the Open's encouraged, everyone's encouraged to do it. There's two levels. There's a, a prescribed level, RX, and there's a scaled level. So for people who maybe just want to do it for fun um, and just challenge themselves and have their own personal goals, uh, it's a really good challenge for five weeks because you got to do you know, what's set out in front of you and so many people better themselves because of it. Um, so I think it's I think it's a really good thing. 
Um, from that though, there is a very competitive side. Uh, so the top, okay, so top from our region, so our, our region is Europe. So the top 20 teams from Europe and the top, top 30 males and females would then go on to compete elsewhere. So they would go and compete in Madrid uh, for Europe and this happens all around the world. Um, other divisions as well, there's like masters and stuff, which would be people over 35. I think it's quite a gracious way of uh, oldies, but 35, 40, and it keeps going all the way up. Um, so they compete in-house, they do their regionals in-house, and then they can go on to the games from there. And if you win at regionals, if you come in the top five of those categories, uh, you go into the games in the States now. So that's how it works. Um, we also forgot about the, the couple of years ago, the teens category got involved. So it's actually becoming quite popular for uh, for young kids. So I think the youngest categories, is it 14? 15 to 16, 15 to 16, and then 17 to 18 year olds. These kids are strong. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> strong. It's scary. scary strong. Um, so, like for us, like we wanted to take a team. We had a really fit group of people in the box at the time. Um, uh, great, great group that kind of were all ready to commit to the work because it's a lot of work. I mean, we'd be trained probably for a good six months. Yeah, at least twice a day. You're talking two hours a day, and that's just the training. On top of that, then you got to, you know, you got to be eating right. You got to be doing all your stretching and stuff. So to compete at CrossFit at high level, it, people underestimate how hard it is. Um, the top guys make it look very easy. It is not that easy, uh, and we are not the top guys. So like um, we know, but so we took it. Our goal was to take a team to regionals. Uh, 2016, we did that, and um, that in itself was quite a big achievement for us going on year on year now like we didn't do it this year because as I said we went to go to business we missed it but it's whether or not it's a kind of is it as important as you know the rest of life if you will so it's quite a big question but that we do have some people in the gym who we would like to go to the games and we're very close yeah and it's just a lot of it does come down to how much you want to sacrifice um personally just because it's it's such a big time commitment from the training's easiest but it's getting everything else done because you are tired you're sore you've got to try and run a business if you've got a family as well to look after or a dog <laughs> it, it just adds into your time as well as everything else um so maybe maybe again one one day uh, but for now that's kind of it's kind of in the back burner but there's a lot of so CrossFit Games, that's the biggest competition. Like the winners get like over a quarter of a million dollars. So it's like it's it's not a small competition, hence like the top athletes are are absolute monsters. But there's a lot of smaller competitions that give um, like you know, your average Joe that, that I that feel of, of competing. Hey, Ali, um, if I'm right about this and hope I am you're certified in CrossFit football. Yeah, I presume that's American football. Yeah. Uh, how does that differ from normal CrossFit? Uh, so CrossFit football, <laughs> so it's basically it was a guy, an ex NFL player. Uh, it's his kind of baby. He he was approached by CrossFit to to teach CrossFit for power sports. So he would be looking at things like rugby, things like American football. Uh, they were quite it's quite Americanized, so like ice hockey, things like that. But um. Basically, it was the methodology is the same. There's a lot of crossovers 
from just normal CrossFit, but their focus is on sports performance. They are performing. They are training purely for to be better at your sport. So they want to be explosive. They want to be fast. There's a lot more sprinting. There's a lot more power drills. There's more jumping. There's more um, probably less CrossFit to an extent, more traditional kind of strength based training, um, with a slight CrossFit twist on it. So you'd be looking at, you know, there would still be a workout of the day, but that workout of the day might include sprints with, you know, some other CrossFit element. Um, but yeah, so it's like it's more of a power athlete than it is football. Um, just purely but that was just the name they gave it so I think they re- they're rebranding it I think um, but it was really good the guy was awesome he was a he's an ex-NFL you know star you can't you want to learn someone how to train and be a top performer and top sportsman and he was a pretty good guy to learn from where did you do that training? Uh, that was down in Nottingham I think Northampton, yeah, 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 Northampton. There you go. So uh, down in Northampton, it was like a, a, a weekend course. So um, it was kind of two days, and you, you sat down and went through all the drills and stuff. But it was it was really good actually. Just the it was the stuff I wish my coaches had known when we played rugby. Um, you know, no one took us aside and were like, "Yeah, we're going to do footwork. We're going to do, you know, we're going to talk about athletic positioning. We're going to look at how you." You sprint how you how your mechanics are this was all lot like miss so i was like so if, if people are going back and coaching kids and stuff they're only going to be better for it um so yeah it was it was really good i still can't sprint but um <laughs> i learned learned <laughs> okay so we're moving on to the final section here it's a few more rapid fire questions so if you could both answer um so simon your favorite crossfit app Favourite CrossFit athlete? That's surprisingly difficult for me to say. <laughs> besides the man sitting beside you. Um, <laughs> there's a joke that I really want to say. Scott, should I say it? Yeah, say it and then tell the real one. Um, so give me two seconds to actually think of it. I don't want to say the, cl- the standard. Like, yeah. Um, I actually think. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, he doesn't like any of them. I don't, I don't upset. I'm not part of the cult. I don't actually like <laughs> obsess over over the athletes. I try to think who comes to mind. Uh, okay, that's it again. So favorite male athlete Scott Herpes and female is Sarah Sigmund's daughter. And I the reason I like her the most is just because she's so determined and you can tell in her work ethic that she she wants it really bad she's never won the games but she she wants it and it's it's quite inspiring to see how much she's willing to dedicate to to get there so who was the guy there sorry it's, uh, Hercules <laughs> Scott Hercules that was an in-house joke he's in-house. a member of the gym oh, right, right. <laughs> he's our favourite God loves to try it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've got the same question um, I, would, <laughs> I think props to you Scott <laughs> female I'm going to go like the obvious ones uh, female I really like David's daughter catching David's daughter uh, she is the two times CrossFit Games champ um, didn't really like her at first thought she was a bit kind of don't know a bit annoying but uh, I've listened to her a lot on podcasts and watched a lot on her and she's just got a really good mindset um, and showed a lot like she's really strong-minded, got a lot of determination as well, and like just yeah, she's kind of she's got her game nailed down, and kind of I really like that. Um, 
Mail. Dunno. We're kind of picking the top, like everyone's favourites, but mm-hmm. I would say Rich Foden, purely for the fact he's 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 the best. He's he's the top the top guy. He won it three years in a row, which is when you see the level of athlete for him to manage that is it, it, that is some achievement. But the fact he's so humble about it, that's quite hard to do. When everyone absolutely loves you and you're just smashing everyone at the park from whatever workout it is and you still remain so humble and so like chilled and relaxed. I think mine as well. Mine would be the number two guy, uh, Jason Kalipa. Have you heard it? Yeah. yeah. So Jason Kalipa, just purely because um, it was great at CrossFit. It's absolute bear. But he was great at CrossFit, but he's also running a hugely successful business. Um, so being a business owner, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Like affiliate owners, like he's done an awesome job in America, but he's also managed to maintain a good level of fitness. He doesn't compete now, just personal circumstances. Um, and just how he's dealt with that has been really cool as well. So he's just a kind of stand-up guy. Um, his daughter was, is yeah, that right? His daughter had some... Yeah, so yes. yeah she's so that's like a whole you know another side to them that you, you you maybe wouldn't have seen um yeah just you know a really stand-up guy who's kind of you you can learn a lot from um in terms of fitness and balance and life and everything else that comes with it and just kind of keeps it all in perspective and um, so yeah favorite non-crossfit athlete that feels like i should have ordered that differently favorite yeah okay that's yeah favorite non-crossfit athlete That's the cult for you. <laughs> <laughs> what are other sports? What, what? <laughs> it's like North Korea. <laughs> um, for me, look. He's going to always duck it if he's fine. Nah. Do you know who I really like at the moment? It's probably not my all time favourite, but I, I really like uh, Mario Otoji, the English, uh, English second row. Right. Just uh, he's a phenomenal player, but he's also really young, um, and just the way he conducts himself on the park, and just his attitude to the game. Um, we both used to play rugby, but just his attitude to the game, like on, he'll just give everything for his team, um, and he's got a massive work rate. Um, yeah, so I'm just a big fan of him. Um, probably performance level, like, he's just awesome. Why does everyone hate Dave Castro so much? Or is that I'm, I'm askewed in that because it seems like and things I read Dave Castro comes up people hate him. People have mixed opinions of him for for different reasons. I'd say he has helped get this CrossFit to the, to the um, sorry I'll read that again. He's people have different opinions opinions on him, but it's, I'd say he's been very much at the forefront of getting CrossFit as popular as it is. People, he does he does what he wants and he doesn't care who he, who he upsets, um, which sometimes isn't a good thing, but the top athletes who spend the most time with him all respect him. So he must be doing something right. It might look like he's doing dickish things to us, but to, to the top athletes, they all respect him. And at the end of the day, he always gives a, an entertaining CrossFit Games. That's his like main focus is the, the CrossFit Games. And every year he he does things unexpected. Like this year he added in a new bit of kit, which for the cult is like is a big thing. 
Um, what, sorry, what was that new bit of kit? I don't. Uh, I dumbbell. So we never in the we open dumbbell. Oh, it's like dumbbell food. snatches or something. Yeah. Right. Um, so like this year, the dumbbell snatches brought in, and then he just changes things up whether people like it or not. And at the end of the day, he's testing to find the fittest person in in the world. We like to call it, but the fittest person in CrossFit, and he and the fittest always comes out the top. I think um, I wouldn't say I don't. Yeah, he's done it. He does a good job. Um, he's terrible at like presenting, which is weird. Yeah, which, that was as I was thinking. Yeah, of. the slow speaking thing. Yeah, I was like, if you were waiting where, for a games announcement and he's <laughs> talking at that rate, I'd go mental. Yeah, that's the problem. Like things where he's really good at, as I said, um, pushing the boundaries. He's terrible at presenting, and he needs to give that gig up and just give it to someone better. And he, I think a lot of people. He's not going to do that. He's anyway, not gonna so do he it, absolutely loves it. <laughs> But. 10 deadlifts <laughs> followed by I remember watching one of those announcements and forever, like, the pauses are like terribly placed it's just um, yeah so there's things he's terrible at and people are like oh come on man but uh, there's things he's really good at I think behind the scenes um, that he maybe doesn't get any credit for because he's so bad at things he's bad at it's just when I was I looked at him before and I saw people were slagging this guy when I found out about CrossFit and it's like slagging him for being weak at these workouts and stuff I was like that guy was a Navy SEAL Shut up. Leave, leave the guy alone. <laughs> to give the guy credit, he he still trains and he shows what he does. Like last last year, after, or was it this year? After one of the announcements, he did the workout himself just to show that he doesn't just program this just for like giggles and make it suck so bad that he does it, does it himself. Basically what he preaches, basically. Dave Castro fan club over here. <laughs> uh, sort of favourite workout? <laughs> Favourite workout. Favourite workout is probably just the ones that I remember the most that have an actual, sounds a bit weird, but like have an actual, like we're a, a moment for me. So I think uh, probably when I first did the Open, um, I remember doing a workout and it was like snatches and burpees and the snatches got heavier and heavier uh, and the burpees got less and it was the first time I'd done it and it was probably the, the most CrossFit experience ever. There was people kind of shouting at me because I was doing so well, and like it was just it was just good to have all those people that really encourage you, and I just remember that. Uh, it was just really fun. Do you know what I mean? It was just a cool atmosphere. Um, so that'd probably be my favourite. So it was like snatches and burpees. It wasn't so much the the workout that was my favourite, but it was a, a competition that we did over in Dublin, and it was actually it was me, Alistair, and another. Uh, girl called Alison that comes to the gym and we went over there with no support which is not normal like normally there's like a good following from the gym wherever the, the competition is uh, it was just three of us we didn't expect to do much uh, we got to the final and it basically won the final and I don't think any of us have been so much buzzed in our life mainly because there was like a 5,000 euro like prize fund but we were we were so pumped that I don't think I've ever shouted or been like so caught up in a workout than than that one. Okay, I'm going to switch my. Quite the friend you were. We do. It's the thing you've done it for like eight years. You've like just they all suck. I'm going to switch these a little bit because this is a kind of odd question I'd be ending on. I guess is he's called full of bodybuilders or not? And I say that as someone told me that, and then it's obviously you go to a gym, you're going to see big people. There's a lot. It seems like there's an awful lot of big people, even for a gym. It's a lot of big, mostly people. Hey, but here's anything. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything you've noticed or not. Something in the water. Is uh, a, uh, I wouldn't 
Cummins East Kilbride and things. <laughs> there's there's tons of guys in the juice. It's not Olympus, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's high up here, but yeah. Nah, I wouldn't say it's for the bodybuilders. There's a lot of gyms now. I think um, a lot of people take a bit more conscious effort to get themselves in shape. But I wouldn't say it's anything out of the ordinary. I don't see, I think you see it so much now. Yeah, guys, bodybuilding, I don't think it's as popular as it once. Mm. It's, it's more fitness, more, it's not getting absolutely like, ridiculously huge. It's more like, what do you call that? Like, fitness modeling or yeah, physique yeah, modeling? Yeah. Rather than try to get like Arnie Peanut and that stuff. No, I wouldn't say that's true. Favourite CrossFit documentary? I like the. I hope I get the name right. Fit. Is it, what's it? Fittest Decade or something? I know. Fittest on Earth, I think, is the one I like. No. Is that the one about Rich Rollins? Yeah, what's a decade right. of fitness? Yeah, decade what, of fitness? Is it a decade yeah, of fitness? Yeah. They all got fitness in them. I'm to, yeah, I'm starting to get the. Yeah, I think I'm getting the names mixed up myself now. Yeah, decade of fitness. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the fittest in Earth. I think fittest from like 2015, where they do. Oh, uh, like I'm, I'm trying to remember the name where they put the armored the vests on the bulletproof vests. Yeah, they do Murph in it, and it's like 130 degrees, and it's insane, and they're hiding in shade. I think. I think has it just thrown in? I think. No, so okay, sorry. I'm thinking of fitness, fittest on Earth, a decade of fitness. Right. Okay. So we can see the confusion there. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to run into some problems with that when they keep yeah. policing it. <laughs> um, just because that's uh, it is about the top guys, but it's just quite a cool perspective of like the games and what it takes to be there, and it's it goes over like all the top athletes and also kind of some how far it's came in the sort of ten years. So yeah, it's kind of cool, and that's that's the big one. Changed over ten years with the weights that were deemed as heavy ten years ago. Now are are lightweights, which is which is crazy. How it has come on so far. Like the weights the guys are lifting are, are some some of them are not far off Olympic. I think it's also the most entertaining one. It's quite a good. Like it's it's not just crossfit crossfit. It's quite good. It's quite funny. There's a bit of personal like people's you know the, the athletes' personal life in it and stuff. So you get to see a bit more behind the scenes as well. Uh, okay, that's so cool. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Cut these bits out, but it's like, yeah, I want to see the lives of like people who do CrossFit, like from times they eat, when they poop. We do actually like CrossFit. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to but for someone who doesn't do CrossFit, it's Alright, okay, well that's uh, pretty much us wrapping up then. So, any for the listeners, any links, anything you want to recommend that they check out? Uh, Socials, anything like that? So, or tags. Uh, <laughs> and the so me. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, they get, you know, if anyone is interested in CrossFit, they can check out um, just www.crossfitescorebride.com um, and all our details are on there as well. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Um, Instagram's just CrossFit EK. Yeah, somebody does it for us. <laughs> <laughs> And I think for those who are near East Kilbride and are thinking about giving CrossFit a shot, don't be put off by what you hear. Like, 
we say this to everyone that comes in the door. You, some people, you might love it, you might hate it, and we we know that. Like it's not for everyone. Uh, but the only way for you to know that is to, to give it a try. <laughs> yeah, you can find us at www.crossfeetscorebride.com or on Facebook and on Instagram, just at crossfeetscorebride. Okay, that's a good place to wrap up then. Uh, any closing comments? I think that's I think we've covered our bases there. No, good. Um, yeah, just I would say, just you know, one of the main things, just make sure you're doing some sort of fitness and activity. Um, CrossFit for us is the best way to do it. Um, give it a try. You know, don't knock it until you've tried something, and that goes with any types of sport or exercise. Um, but no, all good. All right, we'll yeah, thank that. you. Okay, yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Cheerio, bye. Cheerio, bye. <laughs> Where seventeen point one had a dumbbell, seventeen point two has dumbbells. <laughs>